Look up. Look way up, as the friendly giant would ask us. Earlier this week, astronauts on board the International Space Station had to rush to seek shelter. The lives of the astronauts threatened by a cloud of debris, space junk, that was created by the testing of anti-satellite capabilities by Russia. Russia blowing up one of its own defunct satellites from back in the Soviet era, and in the process created over 1,500 pieces of trackable debris that will remain in orbit well into the 2040s. Now, space junk is one major issue out of this, as is a potential militarization of space. Paul Meyer is a professor at Simon Fraser University and a fellow of the Outer Space Institute. Welcome to the program, Paul. Yes, thanks for having me, uh, Alan. Other countries have tested capabilities against satellites. Why is this um, action by Russia different? Well, uh, in some ways, it's not different, but uh, all the more alarming because we now have, after China, the United States, and India, uh, a further uh, major space power uh, engaging in uh, what I consider very irresponsible behavior. Uh, because uh, the result of this breakup is going to pose an enduring threat uh, to all users of space and uh, by extension uh, for all the people here on Earth that are getting ever more dependent on the services provided by uh, space uh, assets, essentially the satellites uh, orbiting the Earth. Is that, is that the greater risk? Obviously, the much of attention, as it should be, are on the lives on the International Space Station, but is it our, our satellites and all that, that they do for us, is that the greatest risk? Yes, uh, indeed. I mean, of course, uh, the focus on the humans on board the International Space Station um, uh, deservedly you know, draws attention, but uh, what we're dealing with is uh, a cloud of debris uh, that's going to spread out over uh, the uh, years to come uh, because it was done at a, quite a high altitude. Uh, and uh, as a result, it will pose a continuing uh, risk uh, for the peaceful use of space. Uh, there's a private company called Leo Labs um, that focuses on monitoring uh, developments in low Earth orbit, often referred to as Leo. And uh, they, uh, you know, they're outside the, you know, the U.S. government, so they can't be uh, seen as being, you know, biased. And they're, they're following with their radars uh, this um, development. And their conclusion, and I can just quote it, uh, there will be some potential collision risk to most satellites in low Earth orbit from the fragmentation of Cosmos 1408 over the next few years to decades. Uh, end of quotation. Um, so uh, that is where the uh, enduring risk is, and uh, it's going to complicate the lives of uh, those uh, in charge of operating satellites uh, and uh, indeed complicates all those who are trying to monitor you know, the existing level of debris, space debris, which is approximately about 25,000 pieces of uh, 10 centimeter size or more, uh, in order to avoid collisions uh, with them and the growing number of satellites that have been 
put into orbit. So that's the space junk angle, and related to that is how we got all of this space junk, which is countries testing capabilities against satellites in space. And is my understanding that that, that runs counter to the 1967 Outer Space Treaty? Yeah, a couple of things there. First, it's not um, only um, uh, due to uh, anti-satellite weapon tests, though that uh, exacerbates the existing problem. There, you know, there have been accidental collisions. For instance, in 2009, there was a collision between uh, a defunct uh, Soviet-era satellite and, uh, and a live Iridium communication satellite belonging to the U.S., and that created thousands of pieces of, of debris. So, and there was also uh, rocket bodies that have been shot up. There's certain space objects have exploded because of problems with batteries or fuel on board. So there, there are other, uh, let's say, uh, non-deliberate uh, causes of the debris. Uh, but anything that is done uh, to add to that is, I think, uh, uh, very irresponsible action, particularly because it endangers you know everyone. The debris is not going to discriminate you know between uh, a Russian space object and uh, and a Canadian space object. It's going to uh, if it collides, it's going to damage all. About the outer space treaty, I feel you know this is one of the uh, uh, disconcerting elements here, is because uh, the outer space treaty was a very important foundational treaty that. Um, ensured that uh, space uh, activity would be uh, for the benefit and in the interests of all countries and should be for peaceful purposes. And in that treaty, there's a specific obligation under Article 9 that if a, a country's uh, space activity could potentially cause harmful interference uh, with the space activities of other parties to the treaty, then it has an obligation to enter into consultations uh, with those uh, states uh, to discuss the threat. And uh, Moscow completely ignored uh, this uh, obligation and uh, actually is, uh, has the audacity to claim that their uh, ASAT test was conducted in strict accordance with international law. Uh, well, I'm sorry, uh, failure to uh, uh, engage and initiate consultations uh, with those that would be potentially affected uh, by the fragments created by their own uh, ASAT test, I think um, uh, just underlines uh, that they have failed to honor their international legal obligations and they should be called to account for that uh, as, uh, for, uh, as any other state that engages uh, in actions in, in contravention with the treaty. Paul, it's fascinating stuff and so very concerning. I, I very much appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome, Alan. Take care. That is Paul Meyer, who is a professor at SFU and also a fellow of the Outer Space Institute, talking about something to be concerned about floating about out there in outer space above our head. I don't know. Will this have an impact on space tourism? Will Jeff Bezos have to put you know some kind of a sheath over his Blue Origin giant phallic you know spaceship? I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking out loud. Some kind of like a a spaceship like prophylactic to protect it against debris. I'm just I'm just thinking. All right? All right. Uh, here's something that's going to come up again and again throughout the course of the day. We got an Auditor General's report, an AG report in the province of Ontario today. Bonnie Lissick, 
holding a press conference this afternoon, basically accusing the Ford government of willfully ignoring any kind of public consultation on environmental issues. That's a big deal, and that's going to be going to hear a lot more about that today. We'll have a story on that on Global News tonight on Global News at 5.30. Also, the other angle here is uh, with the Auditor General. Remember that the... Uh, the province said, well, we're going to give the Auditor General back all of her powers, all the office's powers, to oversee advertising in the province of Ontario. Because those nasty liberals under Kathleen Wynne, man, they tried to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Remember that? It was a huge issue for a long time in the province of Ontario. Here's a shocker. Here's a shocker. You ready? Hold on to your hold on to yourself here. Here we go. Um, the Tories aren't going to do anything about it. This is Global News Radio. I'm Alan Carter.